Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Good evening, not Lewis. Dylan, g'day Dylan. Where's where's Lewis at? Is he at one of those tri- triple J parties hanging out with Amy Shark? Is he is too? Well, we got to make the we got to be at the comedy coalface while he's off partying. You said that last week. Yeah, he was I did. Off at that's parties, what he's right? That's what he's doing this week. He's off at parties because he's got the week off. Really? He's actually on holidays, <laughs> probably with Amy Shark, his girlfriend, Amy Shark. Ah. <laughs> Hope you're not giving him paid leave. He doesn't deserve it. Lewis is away on leave this week, but it's okay. We've got home brand Lewis. Uh, that is Dylan Bain. Welcome, Dylan Bain. Yes, normally Hobo Paul Schaefer at Irrational Fear. Today I'm Hobo Lewis Hobber. Hobo Lewis Hobber. Well, mate, I've had an absolutely massive week in the out-of-home buying uh, billboard media. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal land in the Euro Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational Fear. Contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 40. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, New Zealand's official wizard lost his job. Turns out he got fired after developing a few bad hobbits. And Barnaby Joyce insists the Nationals won't be pressured into backing a net zero target by 2050, saying, nobody puts us man babies in the corner. And with Halloween just around the corner, partygoers wishing to dress up as Matt Canavan are urged to not go in coalface. It's the 21st of October and we've committed net zero billboards by 2030. This is a rational fear. <laughs> Welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former editor of the Sydney Morning Herald, Dan Illich, and this is the show that fights fire with fire, which turns out to make things a whole lot worse. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. Our first guest is one half of the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema podcast. Time Out Magazine calls her self-deprecating and irresistibly likeable. Well, let's see about that. It's Alex J. <laughs> Hello, I suck, but I'm really nice. There you go. Oh, well, that's so good. And <laughs> after a hundredth over, a hundred days of trying to quell his students in Zoom meetings, our next fearmonger has battled his way back into face-to-face combat in the real-life classroom of life. It is comedian and teacher Harry Jun. Hey, yeah, and I'm coming out swinging. Detentions for everybody. <laughs> What are you doing to prepare to go back to the classroom, Harry? Oh, lots of drinking, but that's pre-class. Uh, I think... <laughs> that's, that's at 8am. What I'm looking forward to is going face-to-face with the kids that are, like, been mucking around over Zoom. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, the, it's just like being at the zoo and poking a tiger and not realising that the zookeeper's going to stroll in and open the cage. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's see how that goes. And he's the king of wacky clips and home brand Lewis Hobber. It's Dylan Bain. <laughs> g'day, g'day. Coming up, we're going to be asking our filmmongers what will it take for them to join Trump's new social media network. But first, here is a message from this week's sponsor. You live in a fast-changing world. Today's Attorney General is tomorrow's backbencher. 
Accountability is something that can only exist if you can see something to count. When you need a sense of mystery for your big pot of money, put your blind faith in Porter's Blind Trust. Because whoever is paying off a public person's legal bills should remain private, at least until after the next election. Porter's Blind Trust. This sort of program should keep going in Australia essentially forever. Terms and conditions don't apply if you're a member of the Liberal government. Check the PDS for details. No, really, please check because I couldn't find any details when I look. <laughs> hey, guys, it, this week's first fear. It has been quite a week. Um, last week, uh, we spoke about what would happen in New York City when we put up billboards, and I actually didn't believe it would happen. Um, I don't know if you saw it at 9.45, a whole bunch of billboards went up in New York City shaming the Australian government's action on lack of action on climate change. We did that. That was all of us. Um, so thank you very much for chipping in to make that happen. It's kind of like a space launch. Like you just do a countdown uh, to 9.45 and you just kind of hope that it appeared on the webcam. Uh, <laughs> it was a really exciting period. <laughs> it's just crazy. Congratulations. I can't yeah, that's amazing, it. dude. You must be so stoked. <laughs> also, c- congratulations for getting every Aussie I know in New York together in one place to look at them. <laughs> like my, oh, my nice. social media was full of it, yeah. Zara, did you see a lot of Australians like in, on social media? In yeah, New York every, everyone, I know, everyone I know who lives in New York, all my Aussie friends were down there. Admittedly, they're all TV people who probably know you too. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my feed was full of uh, amazing footage from Times Square. It looked incredible. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And um, my friend Russell Crowe uh, tweeted Jake Tapper oh, yes. and said I should get on uh, Jake Tapper's CNN show. <laughs> and so Jake Tapper's <laughs> producer reached out and was like, hey, you want to go on the show? And I'm like, eh, yeah, sure. Thanks, Russell. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rusty. Good guy. Good guy. Always said that. Don't forget Studio 10, Dan. That was an even bigger privilege oh, and yes. honour, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yes. oh, yeah that's Studio 10. You're saving 10 the on- best for last. Studio yeah. 10 on Monday, yeah. They, they, they had me on. And then, you know, Bo Ryan was hosting and he's obviously a big climate denier. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was a really funny experience. Like, it was a really funny experience calling, like, uh, calling into Studio 10 uh, over over Zoom and all the technical directors and the producers were like, oh, hey, Dan, um, it's great to have you on. Such an amazing thing that happened. Oh, my God, that was incredible. So good to have you. Uh, and then it's like, oh, hey, Dan, yes, it's the technical director here. Just incredible effort in New York. Really good, really amazing. And just Don't like, tell oh, me what Dan. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Senior <laughs> monitor. And then, <laughs> and then like Bo Ryan is like, yeah, mate, but if we're going to, if if, we're, if they're going to buy coal, we're going to sell it. How come you're not in China doing it? Mate, how come you're not in India <laughs> protesting? Why aren't you in India and China protesting about it, mate? Well, you don't see you don't see people in China protesting, do you? And I'm like, well, there's a good reason for that. Um, oh they get God. shot. You could generate so much electricity just from the wind that just the whoosh that went over his head for <laughs> not Oh man, it was wild, and oh yeah, it was just one of those uh, weird things where it was two guys who are way out of their depth on the yeah. issue. <laughs> anyway, it was great. Anyway, billboards aside, this is the reason why we did it, to, to shame the Australian government into action. At 9.45 uh, at that point, Scott Morrison wasn't going to go to Glasgow. By 2.45, he put out an announcement saying, uh, yes, he was going to Glasgow. Let's have a quick listen to that. Uh, the first of those is overnight. Uh, I confirmed my attendance at the Glasgow Summit, which I'm looking forward to attending. It's an important event. Now, that's bullshit. He would have confirmed it 
10.55, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the reason why we put out these billboards was to kind of shame the Australian government on their lack of uh, climate action. And there was this incredible article that came out today to say that senior government officials and lobbyists have been in at the IPCC trying to change the way language is written in the agreement uh, or or uh, or references in the IPCC final text. A senior government official rejected largely the uncontroversial conclusion that most important steps to reduce <laughs> greenhouse gas was to phase out coal-fired power. The Australia also asked the IPCC scientists to delete a reference to analysis of the role played by fossil fuel lobbyists in watering down climate action. <laughs> and then um, there's this lovely bit of uh, language that said Australian officials tried to water down language around the Green Climate Funds, which is a giant gigantic fund where poor nations take money out of to kind of mitigate the risk against, against you know, uh, climate disasters to say, oh, yeah, there's other ways you can mitigate. You don't need a fund to mitigate. Oh, my God, this is crazy. This is this is like evil villain shit going mm-hmm. on right here. That's Does it horrible. surprise you at all that Australia is doing this, fear mongers? No. Look, do you know what? It, it reminds me of when I was in uni and I had a group assignment with one other dude and it was a 6,000-word essay and I wrote the whole fucking thing. And then <laughs> the night before he comes in and is like, oh, I've got a couple additions and I want, to, I want you to edit and delete some stuff. It's like, you weren't here the entire time. What are you talking about? You can't take credit for this, you son of a bitch. James, I hope you're listening. I fucking hate you, man. James, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about time. James now, James now just, just James now work at DFAT? Is that where he works now? <laughs> <laughs> so Australia's basically trying to water, water down the memo of the conference or just the conference generally. There are a few bad actors. So Saudi Arabia, yep. Australia and Japan. They're the three major companies that are trying to throw lobbyists at the situation. Have, have they done this at other conferences? Does Australia turn up at like the anti-child trafficking conference and be like, <laughs> can we have more child trafficking in this memorandum? Can we, can we push like, what the hell? I'm not surprised that we're downplaying this at all because like, I think being like downplaying things is in Australia's blood. Like my dad <laughs> is Australian, right, and his favourite thing is downplaying how much money he puts into the pokies to my mum every night. So like <laughs> it's in our blood. Do you know what I mean? That's what we do. It's not just those countries, Dan. I was reading the article and uh, supposedly Argentina has taken offence at the words Meatless Monday. Being used. Oh, Carl, it's alliteration, guys. Come on. I know. That's... What's next? They're going to be against Taco Tuesday? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Never. But that is funny. Argentina, the, one of the world's biggest exporters of beef and the gauchos. The, do they have a gaucho as president? Is that is that their is that their problem there? No idea what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> Fill us in. Oh, is that a, a rancher? I was hoping you'd a... take this one, Dylan. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And all I know is the Steely Dan album, Gaucho. Are we talking about <laughs> Yeah, a, ga- a Gaucho is an Argentinian cowboy. Oh, oh right. I, thought, I thought you were saying gout, like the medical condition show, and I was like, well, oh, the amount of right. meat they've got, there's probably a lot of gout there in the world. It's their new reality TV yeah, sensation. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch Gaucho. That sounds sick. Yeah. yeah. Informative. Yeah, after yeah. a glass of red wine, I also had a gout show. <laughs> <laughs> It's not pleasant. Irrational fear. Russia, India and China account for 40% of global emissions. Do you think there'll be similar people in your position in those nations or, or will you, you know, maybe call those nations out? Irrational fear. This week's second fear, move over fidget spinners. Prosthetic arms are all the rage. <laughs> On a Facebook group called Victoria Sell Your Stuff, Matt posted this ad. Prosthetic arm, left or right, 
Using this for COVID vaccinations, best worn under a winter jacket to disguise your good arm. Available in various skin colours. Registered express delivery. What is going on here? Is there now an arms race amongst anti-vaxxers? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I I looked at the price. I was very curious. Fifteen hundred bucks. Like that's pretty exy. Wow. So much money. Yeah, and you know we say like when things are expensive, it costs an arm and a leg. But now we know exactly how much an arm costs. You know that's fifteen hundred right off the bat. <laughs> Very expensive. I reckon what's happening, whatever that guy's name is, Rod or whatever from Melbourne, I think he's just, I reckon just someone just like super overestimated how many people will suddenly want to like experiment with rubber fists during lockdown. <laughs> and now he's got like, he's like, we've got a huge surplus, like everything must go. <laughs> what if it does turn into an arms race? What if so many people, anti-vaxxers wear prosthetic arms that then everyone has to get their injections in their bum and then what if everyone wears fake bums and it's just we're all just it's just going to turn into Dirk Diggler territory basically yeah <laughs> it's a slippery slope it's a slippery yes. slope I love this this is actually from um, mentoneeducational.com.au they're a Melbourne based company you can actually buy this if you work in a hospital training facility and the, here's, the, here's the description the realism of this advanced venipuncture and injection arm is truly amazing the soft flexible fingers are moulded separately with extreme attention paid to every detail, right down to the fingerprints. Flexion of the wrist helps students maintain manipulation skills. The replaceable skin rolls as the veins are palpated and discernible pop is felt when entering the veins. Wow. My sex awesome. shop theory absolutely stands. That is <laughs> yeah, that, a product oh, description yeah. for a rubber fist if I've ever seen one. And I've seen many, obviously. Uh, it, also says, it also says under normal use, hundreds and hundreds of injections may be performed uh, before the veins or skin need to be replaced. Complete replacement kits are available, easy use, and a five-year warranty. This is great news for junkies. Yeah, oh, yeah. you got to get the practice in. It's about, you know, refining the chops, get that aim up. Mm-hmm. I can't believe what I really liked was he stressed uh, that it's available in various skin colors. Like when we're fighting for diversity and representation, I'm not sure this is exactly what we were looking for. Like, this is the front. All, this all is the, the different front. skin tones. Yeah. This is the front line. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that too. <laughs> what is that? It says, I like it. The, the initial description is arm um, beige, also available in dark skin. Yeah. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering. I Left love it. Right. Like somewhere on the ad, it says like like recommended that you wear like a long winter jacket to like hide it from the nurse. And I'm like, I can't remember the last time I got an injection through a jacket. Yeah, <laughs> like an but epipen, the end, they hold you down and just yeah. jab you. <laughs> I will get it in eventually. This bloody cashmere is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> the ad said the ad said to do that to to hide your good arm. Why are you hiding a good arm? You should be hiding a good yeah, so, arm. Do you know what would have been a better? They, they should have sold like a, a really oversized coat and then a full mannequin that sits on top of your shoulders <laughs> and then people walk in like this. Perfect. You sit down. You know what I mean? Like that's that's more effective. You talk about two little kids on top of each that's other. That's it. Yeah, uh, just straddle, yeah, yeah. that's it. And the one below is the one that's already got the vaccine, so he can that's get another it. Yeah, one. You're clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a bit of a story going around about uh, on on Instagram. There are these fake digital vaccine certificates that can be loaded onto your digital wallet um, mm. that have been advertised on Instagram. 
um, from a from a company called Fake Card AU. This sounds like a pretty good racket, like for a ten year old who knows how to use Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah. Is this like the new? Is this the new ID to get into the bar? Is this? Yeah. Is this, is this? I was just, yeah. I was so disappointed in the preview of the, on the actual ad. It looked like it was done in Microsoft Paint or even the Instagram story <laughs> tool. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. you couldn't have done that. You're trying to sell a product. Like make it look good. Yeah. It's just got like stickers on it. And yeah. It's got, like little, the Instagram font to be the little backdrop. little gift, his, his <laughs> handle like underneath. Mm. Like, oh, follow me. <laughs> uh, hard to believe Instagram promoting something unhealthy. <laughs> what That's are the where odds? my body image issues come from. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to say nice try because that uh, has nothing on the forgery I used to do of my mum's signature in year 10 to get off school. So Classic. Oh, yeah, hit me yeah. up. I've got some notes. Yeah. Did you ever do the I, I would get a pen that was a bit out of ink and then kind of like scratch a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like mum was trying. That's genius. Yeah. It's it's about the little uh, embellishments that you add. Yeah. I think. Make it authentic. Harry, as a teacher, do you, do you see your fair share of um, forged signatures? Honestly, I reckon I've approved 99% of the four signatures. <laughs> like, <'cause laughs> I, do you know, I don't even check. It's such like, a fallible system. <laughs> well, because, I mean, the whole point is you have to see the first actual authentic parent signature to be like, that's what it looks like. But we're taught, I teach like 200 kids a year or whatever. Right. I'm not going to be going back to my file and be like, oh, the, the, the L is a bit curlier than normal. <laughs> Ah. Not, not going to the Easter show, mate. Mr. Johnson, I have some queries about your signature, how it's developed uh, over the last three years. Exactly. A friend of mine in school uh, learned to forge the teacher's signature perfectly Ooh, and then would damn. hand in his sick notes with the teacher's signature on it and the teacher <laughs> would never hilarious. notice. <laughs> yeah, that's a step beyond. Yeah, so Instagram, whoever's making those certificates, you got to step it up. And that man now is Christian Porter. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> a rational fear. When the Prime Minister arrives in Glasgow in a fortnight's time, will he tell the meeting electric vehicles will end the weekend, batteries to store renewable energy are as useful as the big banana and the big prawn, and renewable energy targets are nuts? Your fear is rational. This week's third fear, Netflix Squid Game is a hit in China, but here's the problem. Netflix is banned in China. Um, <laughs> uh, so how the hell is Netflix taking off in China? Harry Jun. I just lo- I, I love the fact that a show that's so transparent about criticising capitalism is just hit the biggest business boom in, in China. They're like, oh, my God, we hate capitalism, but let's fucking make some money, boys. <laughs> like, let's fire it up. And I, I feel like I, I did read the article. It said that uh, the government's really upset that people are, you know, circling around their little firewall there and they're trying to take some kind of action against that piracy. And I can think of one really entertaining way they could do that. Like, just, you know, rally them all up. <laughs> Get them, put you know, them in a room. Put them in a room. Couple Number games. Them all. That's it. Like, and the reward could be a lifelong subscription to any VPN of your choice. Like, <laughs> are, you, are, are you saying that China's already doing this in Xinjiang province? Is this what they're already doing? Here? <laughs> it's, it's like, like a real life squid game. Come on, yeah, they know this shit. I think it's so funny because the article goes on to say that if it was actually legal 
in China, it would be completely ripped apart by sensors. Yeah. Mm. The, sens- the sensors would like strip Squid Game of any meaning whatsoever. Any yeah, violence, violence, switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's just a nice show about friendship, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marbles. <laughs> they play marbles and then he, yeah. his friend goes on a camp and it's fine. And a love has a lovely time. I have to say, guys, I, I'm so sorry. This is really embarrassing, but I do I do know how China has been watching Squid Game. Uh, what happened was it was actually me. Um, China and I used to date for a while and I gave them my Netflix login and then I totally forgot and I'm so embarrassed. Alex. <laughs> You know how you it is. Cha- I know. Once you, you move on, you just want to forget. And you, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You know how it is, dating a billion people and then. Yeah. Oh. Like the it's- admin you have to go through after it is too much. <laughs> it's too much. I understand why it's popular in China, though, <laughs> because uh, all the characters are in debt, right? This is the thing. Yeah. This mm. is why yeah. they're all in the Battle Royale type thing. Well, of course everyone in China is going to relate to this. They've all lost all their money to uh, this real estate company, Evergrande. (laughs) Yeah, this is it. Yeah. This is the the story of highly geared, um, uh, well-to-do Chinese people. They're worried that exactly. they'll think it's a documentary and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. How do I get in this? <laughs> yeah. They just need one of the main characters, uh, the boss character looking like Winnie the Pooh and then everyone will uh, totally <laughs> <laughs> And finally to see us out, Donald Trump is set to launch his new social media network. It's called Truth Social. <gasps> Fearmongers, what is uh, one feature you'd like to see on Truth Social? I would like to see him just go full ball on Truth Social and just make it an OnlyFans. And I'm not <laughs> proud to admit this, but I would pay for that. I would absolutely pay for that. But if it was if it was Trump, it would be called Only Tans. Only Tans. Trump said uh, one of the reasons he's setting up this social media platform is because the Taliban is all over Twitter. So I think what he needs to do is get the Taliban on Truth Social <laughs> to even it up. They've got a community. They can move right over. Yeah. But I did read that they're actually, this is the first step. He's going to be launching a subscription video on demand service. So I reckon we get a rational fear on there. What do you reckon, Dan? <laughs> maybe yeah, that's maybe they'll fund yeah. us. Because we're being silenced. We're being <laughs> silenced. <laughs> can tell you how we've been times. You know, I tried to put a billboard in Times Square with the Irrational Fear logo on it, and they said yes. They said being yes. We're silenced. <laughs> cancel this culture. cancel culture is going too cancel far. Cancel culture. <laughs> they said we could only do it for 10 minutes. I said, I want it an hour. <laughs> They're like, we need uh, more money. And you're like, I don't have it. I'm being silenced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how America works. I, yeah. I looked into the privacy terms and conditions, and at the bottom there is a address. Can you guess what town... Uh, Truth Social is going to be based out of Florida. Somewhere south, <laughs> yeah, Palm yeah. Beach, Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, that's oh awesome. It It'll like just book. everyone over sixty and no one under sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it is destined for just boomers. It's just it's mm. there. It's ready, ready to go. Just moving the boomer demographic over. Well, given how good they are at QR coding, they'll uh, be all over how to put this on their smartphones, surely. <laughs> <laughs> That is it for Irrational Fear this week. It's a short one but a good one. Big thank you to Harry John, Alex J, and Dylan Bain. What would you like to plug? News fighters or news 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 fighters, not farters, as some people think they say. <laughs> uh, my podcast, uh, I was going to cover 
uh, Christian Porter this week, but I don't want to get sued for defamation. So <laughs> tune in uh, for all the latest on uh, Mel- Melbourne's Freedom Day, which is happening Friday tomorrow. Excellent. Harry, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, I am doing a show, a comedy show for FBI Radio called The Past Notes, which is a school-based comedy show uh, where I interview guests sharing juicy stories about school. Um, and I've also got a stand-up comedy show on the 4th, 5th and 6th of November. Um, you can find all that if you look up Harry Jun Comedy, uh, J-U-N, or, yeah, on, on all socials. Excellent. And uh, how is that, uh, how's that, that comedy show on FBI going? You've got a pretty good... Pretty good uh, convener. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's pretty famous. Yeah. Russell Crowe knows him. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to get in, you know. Alex J, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yes, I've got a podcast called The Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema that I co-host with Beck Childwood. We watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And I've <laughs> <laughs> also got uh, comedy shows coming up for the same festival, Harry's in the Laugh Out of Lockdown Festival. I'm on the 11th, 12th and 13th of November with Daniel Towns and Luke Heggie. Oh, excellent people mm. on that yeah, lineup. That's pretty good, good. Hey, and I want to plug something too. Um, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We uh, we had we had Joe Hildebrand on last week, and mm. we made fun of him to his face for half an hour, but. <sighs> A lot of people who don't normally listen to this podcast listened in and really complained about it really? on Apple Podcasts. I'm <laughs> so, uh, Would you like me to read one out? Here we yes, go. yes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because they five star, five star, five star, five star, five star, five star, five star. <laughs> then it gets to three star, the Hildebrand Circle Jerk. <laughs> and then it goes to one star, News Corp. Paid comedy. You have Joe Teeth Scrubber on your show. You are the teat of News Corp, all caps. But oh, so edgy. Yeah, we say rude words, but we are lib voting corp shill rats. If I could vote, I would vote what? in News Corp rat's mouth and you might get a good rating. Danny Rupert spent money on you. Yeah, one star. That was from a guy called Greg's Penis, 16th <laughs> to the 10th. That is a perfect one star review. I love that. So it's yes, nonsensical. It's we- it looks like there was a lot of quotation. Oh, it's just beautiful. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure Greg's Penis has already signed up to Truth Social. So I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're never going to be <laughs> logging on to. Give so him please, a blue go- check. Go to Apple Podcasts and uh, give us a review uh, if you regularly listen to this show. We'd love to hear from you. And also a big thank you to all of our new Patreon supporters. We've got 15 more. We lost five last week, I think, because of Joe. So that's some some good turnover. Anna Bateman, (laughs) Sean G, Russell White, Carrie James, Hyena Dillon, uh, Debbie Jeffrey, Geordie Fitzgerald, Miri Joy Roy, uh, Amber Bradambra, Karen Advidson, John Sharpen, Luann Carter, Michelle Diner, Fanny Fitch, Alex Tate and Trudy Council. A big thanks to Road Mikes and the Bertha Foundation and, of course, Jacob Brown on the Teppanyaki timeline. Uh, big thanks to you, my fear mongers. I appreciate you joining us for uh, a rational fear tonight. Thanks for having right. us. Thanks for having us. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. <laughs>